Network presents Football Time. Hey, and welcome to the Football Time Show. We're here for week nine in the college football season. It's winding down for us, Dynamite, David. Uh, But we got an interesting week. Uh, A lot of conference matchups to get into. Uh, I I think some games that we thought were going to be bigger uh, didn't turn out to be quite as big. I'm looking at you, Penn State, Ohio State. Thanks for that one uh, last week. Uh, but uh, overall, an okay slate. I had trouble finding stuff to bet on, so uh, I went scattergun and just started throwing stuff down on my sheet and uh, hoping a couple of it sticks here. Uh, but uh, what do you make of uh, week nine here? Yeah, there's actually some good plays that I really like here, but uh, it's it's getting you know deeper into the conference play. Some old rivalries are cropping up and uh, uh, some interesting matchups and point spreads are getting a little interesting from you know overreactions to some upsets and stuff. So... Uh, I think there's some money to be made this week. Yeah, a couple teams have to actually play uh, other good teams uh, on occasion here. So uh, let's kick things off with the Miami Hurricanes versus the Pittsburgh Panthers. You had a hot week last week. This was one of the ones you missed on with Miami. Yeah, Getting that win over NC State. Uh, never trust the Wolfpack. <laughs> uh, but Pitt... Uh, Got the big win they needed versus Clemson last week. Uh, looked pretty good doing it. I will say uh, that offense uh, played good offense. I didn't know if they could do that versus uh, a defense like Clemson. They did. Uh, meanwhile, Clemson's uh, offense continues to be uh, poor. Uh, but now Miami comes in there, nine-and-a-half-point favorites. I, I think the only thing about this game really is uh, does Pitt have the setback after the big win last week versus Clemson, or do they stay focused move on and uh, try to ride this uh, ACC season out to uh, a uh, favorable one for them. I've, I've got Pitt keeping it together. I think they're going to keep it rolling. Uh, I don't I, I don't know what happened that, you know, led to Miami getting that win last week. I think it was a fluke. Uh, but Pitt's rolling. I think they're looking for big signature uh, style points here. So I think they're going to look to lay it on Miami at home. Yeah, uh, this matchup's interesting because you – You'd think Miami comes in with, you know, a lot of defensive playmakers, but uh, their defense has really been a problem. Offense uh, finally scored points to go with the yardage. Yeah, like 31 last week. To go with the – I mean, if you look at their yardage totals, uh, basically since the beginning of the season, they've been pretty solid. But turnovers, uh, poor red zone play has sort of cost them in games, especially that Michigan State game. Uh, But they seem to have found something – they're playing a lot of the young guys. Uh, if they stay after this year, I don't know. Uh, but uh, the thing that concerns me with this game for Miami to pull this upset would be their defense. They yep. give up still explosive plays. Uh, you know, NC State couldn't hit any. But, uh, you know, from what I've seen from Pittsburgh, even in that loss to Western Michigan, they were still hitting explosive plays. Mm-hmm. Their defense became an issue. This might be a little bit of a shootout here. Uh, Miami, uh, you know, the previous two weeks uh, before the NC State game lost, you know, uh, on the last possession there. Uh, but they were in high-leverage shootout. So... Uh, I don't know if Miami can pull this upset going to Pittsburgh. The weather doesn't look uh, awful, 50 degrees. Uh, it could be much worse in Pittsburgh this time of year, but uh, not going to be terrible, but not great either, uh, which is something to look at. But uh, I don't think Miami has a defense in this one, so I, I definitely think this will be a little bit more of a shootout. That 61 seems a little bit low in this game, especially as we've seen Miami's offense uh, sort of get better and better uh, week to week here. 
Yeah, and uh, you know Pittsburgh's defense has been a little susceptible in in some of their games. They 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 do give up points, uh, but you know the last couple of weeks they've been playing a little bit better defensively, holding Virginia Tech just to seven and Clemson to seventeen. Yes, uh, but you know Clemson's not going to score more than three touchdowns against yeah. anybody this year. <laughs> uh, but still, they've been playing better defense. I mean, even Georgia Tech, they only yes. gave up twenty one. Uh, so. Pittsburgh seems to have things rolling together, still undefeated in the ACC. Uh, maybe they run that whole conference this year. Yeah, uh, it it always does help your defense to go through a, a New Hampshire, Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, Clemson run. <laughs> but uh, we'll see if Miami can put some points on him. We'll see if Pitt can stay focused here and uh, continue to uh, play well in the ACC. Uh, next up. Big one in the Big Ten, uh, Michigan, Michigan State. Uh, this is got to be the game of the week, right? I think it might be, uh, considering what happened to Ohio State, Penn State. Yeah. Uh, you know, there are a couple Mountain West ones uh, that probably interest you and I mm-hmm. a little more than this one. Uh, but this is an interesting game because I think we probably think both these teams are a little fraudulent uh, mm-hmm. in their record at 7-0. and uh, I-, I will say Michigan State's played a much, much uh, I'd say tougher run of games here. Uh, you know, Nebraska at Miami, uh, even Western Kentucky coming there, but uh, they managed to win all those games. Uh, Michigan last week uh, beat Northwestern 33-7. I didn't think it was a wonderful uh, game. They have that win over Wisconsin. Uh, what do you make of this game? Really interesting here. Um, Michigan goes into Michigan State, four-point favorites, uh, Harbaugh never has a win over a top 10-ranked uh, team. I don't know if we're uh, putting Michigan State uh, as a top 10-ranked uh, team, but uh, yep. in the rankings they are. What do you make of this one? I, I don't have a play in this game just because I think it's so up in the air. Uh, but if I had to pick, I think I'd probably lean with the home team here in Michigan State. Uh, just looking back at what Michigan, you know, the last few good, solid teams that they've played in, in, in you know, not even really good teams, but in when they played uh, Rutgers, and when yes. they played Nebraska, uh, they were challenged in both of those games, and, and they weren't able to really put the other the opponent away offensively. And and Michigan State's actually proven that they can put up a lot of points on the board. Um, they're kind of sneaky good offensively, um, but I, I I'd probably trust Michigan State a little bit more if I had to make a play here. Uh, four points is is is, is tough. Um, I but uh, it'll be a fun game to watch. Yeah. Um, and uh, but you know you said both of these teams could be frauds, but one of them's still going to come out yeah, of fraud, even if they because so. one of them's going to get the win. <laughs> so we'll still have an eight no team here coming out of this yeah. one. Uh, but uh, both of these teams still have to play Ohio State. Yes. So uh, this is interesting because this is probably the best I'd say offense Michigan has played uh, all season long, uh, depending on what your take on Nebraska is. But I think Michigan State's offense probably a little bit better than Nebraska. I mean, even that game last week versus Northwestern, that was, you know, uh, Michigan was struggling to score on Northwestern, you know, that block punt, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. pretty much flipped that game. And then it was over, you know, once Northwestern gets down, uh, you know, about two scores. So that thing remains hopeless there. But, uh, I think the play, if you're going to take this game, is probably Michigan State getting points at home here. If you ask me who I think the better team is from what I've seen, I think Michigan's a better team here. I just – I think their defense is solid, and I think they run the ball enough and hit enough play-action passes uh, that uh, it, it comes along. It, it's not real appetizing to look at, but this is sort of a 
a John Harbaugh team to yeah. its cliche. Uh, solid defense, uh, real old school pro style offense. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of the um, the Luck Stanford teams. Yes, yeah. uh, you know, minus Andrew Luck uh, yeah. being able to take probably those Luck Stanford teams when he was like a freshman quarterback. Yeah. You know, freshman sophomore quarterback before he really you know started dominating college football. But that's a good point there. You know, solid defense, good running game. It's not pretty, but it seems to be effective now. Uh, we say solid defense, but like I said, this is probably the best offensive play. We'll see if they can shut down those explosive plays that Michigan State has, has sort of lived on. I really look at them and uh, look at Oklahoma State and sort of see uh, you know the same type of team. Yeah. They find a play here or there. They hit explosive plays on occasion on offense. Their defense is solid enough to keep them in game. So this one will be a really, really interesting one. Uh, the other thing I was looking at here, the total, 50 and a half. You think they hit 50 and a half here? I think that's pretty, I think that's um, pretty high. ballooned. I yeah. think both these teams will be pretty close to the vest. I think I think every offensive possession is going to be like a tug of war in each quarter. You know, someone will get 20 yards punt, yes, 20 yards turnover, 20 yards punt, and then someone kicks a field goal or or something like that. I could see that the this being the game, and then you know, one big play yes changes the whole balance of the game. Uh, but yeah, 50 and a half seems a little high for me. Yeah, the only thing I think could burn that is overtime. But uh, I think last week in the Penn State game, uh, <laughs> they had nine and still it's managed still... <laughs> to go under the points. So uh, I I don't know how many people have ever had that one go on, but uh, I, I think everybody takes the overtime as a death knell in the over-under. And, uh, all of a sudden, nine overtimes still hit your under. So uh, yep. interesting game. Uh, sadly, we're being weaklings, and <laughs> neither of us have a take on this one because I don't think we know quite what we're going to get from it but uh we'll move on to the big 12 game uh texas baylor baylor three point favorites this would have been an interesting one to uh sort of take in the uh preseason oh yeah uh because i think you could have gotten a lot more points uh probably about 21 (laughs) points or so (laughs) yes uh so baylor another solid game again uh you know it's hard to believe this team's six and one yes i know uh you know uh, coming off that BYU into a bye, uh, they've been really, really good. Texas, meanwhile, you know, uh, they've had some struggles lately. They seem to get up. They seem to blow it. They seem to get up. They seem to blow it. They're coming off a bye. Baylor three-point favorites. What do you like here? Uh, I'd have to like, you know, I, I didn't take a pick here. Uh, I may take one. I like Baylor here. Uh, you know, me and you joked about, you know, let's watch this game. Let's watch Texas go up 14 points yes. and then get a lot of bet on Baylor <laughs> when they're getting about seven or eight. Then you've, you're going to get some money there because uh, never trust Sark with the lead. Yes. Uh, he's going to give it up. Uh, yeah, he can call some plays, but his offense just isn't designed to hold leads. Yes. And uh, he, he needs to figure something else out because this has been haunting him for, what, 10-plus years now. Yeah, this one's interesting because also, you know, I – I've been listening to all the pundits. Everybody's just like, Texas is better. Texas is better. And I think they're like us. They don't quite know how Baylor is 6-1. <laughs> and one. Uh, you know, I ju- think, what was their over-under at, like, four this it year? It might have been and, four. It and I think been we less. took under on I some of those. I think it might have been hovering around, like, three and a half yeah. uh, from what I remember. So, And they're very much still in the race for the Big 12. Oh, yeah. They're, they have the win over Iowa State. Yeah. I know everybody is humming that Iowa State is back, uh, but... And Oklahoma tries their hardest yes. to drop a game every we'll, week. We'll get to them this week. Uh, I, I think they're okay, but we'll get into that game a little bit because uh, the other side is having uh, some turmoil here. But, you know, it, it's just I watch this Baylor team, 
I think they can beat Texas, but, you know, you start looking at who has the players. It all lies on Texas' side, especially at running back. I just wonder if maybe Texas goes in there getting that three. I, I just I couldn't pull the trigger on Baylor as a favorite in this one. Like I said, I think the best play probably would be to watch this game, see if Texas gets up, ride that Baylor if they're getting yeah. plus there. Uh, I, I just have a hard time picking this one because – I think Texas has the better players, uh, but Baylor has shown to be the better team so far mm-hmm. this year. So it'll be really, really interesting uh, how this one plays out. Uh, Sixty-one and a half on the over/under. Uh, that seems it's probably about right. On the money. About uh, right there. Yeah. Uh, it, I, I just I don't see Baylor getting in quite the shootout here. The defense has been too good uh, so far this year. Opportunistic on turnovers, and, and Texas has been a little sloppy on the yeah. turnover side of the ball too, uh, which could flip that game, which is how Baylor got that win over Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Iowa State had like 200 yards more offense than they do, uh, but they forced the turnovers, got a couple of cheapy touchdowns, and won that one. Uh, next up in the Big Ten, Iowa, Wisconsin. Wisconsin has found their form. Uh, they realized how to use Gam- Graham Mertz. Uh, don't let him ever throw the ball. Yeah. <laughs> they went back to old school Wisconsin football. If he does not throw, he does not turn it over. Uh, <laughs> Iowa, uh, coming off that loss, coming off a bye into this one, goes into Wisconsin. Three-and-a-half-point favorite for Wisconsin. I think this is a little big. Uh, I'm not ready to jump all over Wisconsin. I think if this was a night game, I'd be a little more prone to uh, hover on Wisconsin, but I think at noon it won't be quite as lively an atmosphere here. So uh, what do you make of this one? Well, I I see what the odds makers are doing here. You know, Wisconsin, you know, beat Purdue, who two weeks ago beat Iowa. Yes. So, therefore, they should be the favorites against Iowa. But – this Iowa team is a better team, uh, and you know, was two weeks ago they were right there, you know, yes. in a playoff spot. Uh, yeah, they had the bad, tough loss against Purdue, but I, I just Wisconsin didn't look amazing in their no, win against uh, Purdue. They basically handed the ball uh, off the whole time and uh, hope Purdue didn't score, which so, uh, they did not. I, I think Iowa was good for at least three to four touchdowns in this yes. one. I think they're going to beat Wisconsin. This is one of my plays this week. I like Iowa getting points. Yeah, I, I think you can't pass up Iowa getting points here. Uh, even if this game were to, uh, you know, go Wisconsin's way, I, I think this would be a field goal game either way. I would not foresee Wisconsin being able to blow uh, them out. Uh, as conservative a game plan as they came in with Purdue, uh, who was a very solid defense, Iowa's defense is better than Purdue's defense. Uh, they will be without uh, one of their top corners, Iowa, but uh, judging from uh, last week's game, I'm not sure how much of a factor that is uh, if you're only going to throw eight times a game. So what do you think about this uh, this uh, point total here, 36 and a half? 36 and a half. That's got to uh, be the lowest one this week. I think it is. <laughs> it might be the lowest one so far this year. Uh, you know? Is that all Iowa's points? I, I just... The over there might be a good play. It might be. But I would not. Uh, the only thing I could say is both quarterbacks have been turnover prone, uh, and that could ruin your under. Whereas neither team scores an offensive touchdown, but both teams get defensive scores. Yeah. So that might be the ruiner there. Um, I, I think Iowa's definitely the play here. Yeah. Uh, you know, same same theory when we just talked about yeah. Texas. Uh, they've got the better players. Yes. They've they've got the better offense. Uh, trust that. They're not going to repeat what they did yeah. against Purdue. Well, that's, you know, you look at that Purdue game, and we've talked about it. You know, Iowa's getting buckets of turnovers every week. They did not get that Purdue, and then they flipped it 
they were the one turning the ball over. Yep. So I think coming off a of bye two weeks to prepare for Wisconsin, uh, you know, they got that running game going. We'll see if they can do it again. Uh, but I think I was the better play here at uh, plus three and a half uh, uh, for sure. All right, let's move a little bit across the state to Iowa State. Uh, manage that win. Versus Oklahoma State, uh, close, but uh, they sniffed by. Now 5-2, and two, the Cyclones, they're doing their little thing. They'll come away with their 9-10 win season, and we'll all uh, think uh, Matt Campbell should probably take the LSU job or something. Uh, tricky one this week, though. Uh, they go to West Virginia with the Texas game looming next week. Yep. Uh, I-, I must say, I- I'm a little... In love with West Virginia. You've always told me how much you like those Big 12 teams traveling to West Virginia. The thing that annoys me is some for some reason they move this game to 2 p.m. Instead of 12. Uh, Instead of 12. I wanted that 12. Why they moved it to 2 so they could put it on their flashy ESPN Plus. I don't know. I don't know why it can't go on ESPN Plus at 12. Uh, But uh, I still think going cross country into West Virginia. Getting the full touchdown. Yeah. Getting a full touchdown, West Virginia coming off a solid win on the road versus TCU uh, the other week. So, yeah. Uh, I think this Mountaineers defense can buck up a little bit here versus Iowa State's. Iowa State's offense still did not look, uh, I'd say, completely right last week. Yeah. Oklahoma and, State. you know, West Virginia, I think they're a strong three and four. Uh, they've, they've dropped some tough games against some tough opponents in their conference. Uh, so, don't count them out um, just yet. And their defense is solid, especially at home. So uh, that that seven's a good one to look at. I don't have it in my picks, but uh, I'd have to I'd have to lean that way if I was looking at this. Yeah, I, I think you're playing the point total here. West Virginia oh, yeah. uh, seems to be able to be in games. Uh, mm-hmm. Closed games uh, is a totally different story. Correct. Uh, but I think they could stay in this one, and I think it plays out similar to the game uh, versus Oklahoma State, uh, where Iowa State was seven point favorites. Uh, they won that game, mm-hmm. uh, but. They were nowhere near covering uh, that sort of seven-point spread. Uh, I, I think this will be a tight game throughout. Uh, the only worry would be, as uh, per always, uh, West Virginia's quarterback play, uh, which always uh, comes into play here, uh, whether he uh, sabotages uh, this game. But I think the defense can step up for some Iowa State turnovers, which they've had a problem with all season long. Going into Morgantown, always a tough place to go. I, I really, really like this seven, 48 and a half. I'm not touching that one either way. No. It just seems like I don't know what to expect score-wise from this game. Uh, do we get a shootout? Do we get a defensive game? Do we get some stupid in-between where we get turnovers on both sides that sort of crush our soul? Well, West Virginia's got one of those weird defenses where, you know, you know, and I always talk how I like their defense, yeah. but somehow they give up, you know, yes. 20 to 30 <laughs> points a game. So uh, they're definitely a big uh, opportunistic defense. They like to jump on the ball and get, get those turnovers, but they still – they still tend to give up points. Yeah, so. they'll have a couple series where they'll just, you know, go ballistic, pressure on the quarterback, first quick three ins out, force big sacks, and then they'll just, you know, bam, 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 drive, touchdown. Yeah. So it's a little weird, but uh, I, I like the seven in this one for sure, especially with next week's uh, game with Texas looming. I, I don't know quite how big a game it is. We always say that just because yeah. it's Texas, Texas. may have four losses But, at yes, that point. if Texas <laughs> loses to Baylor, yeah. it becomes less and less of a big game uh, other than every team just wants to beat Texas. Uh, next up, the cocktail party. Uh, here. Oh, you can't call it that. Well, I can call it that because that's what it was when I was a child, and I'm not changing it because they don't want college students to drink, though. Uh, 
all they do is drink. So uh, Georgia, Florida, uh, 14 point spread here for Georgia. Uh, you know, we, we talked about Georgia have looked the best. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've played the best schedule, uh, really, of the top teams. I, I think they've played the lightest schedule uh, so far. This Florida team, little hot and cold, or probably a lot hot and cold. Well, uh, what do you make of this one? I, I hope, for Florida's sake, that they're moving on from Emory Jones. Uh, I think they've proven that he's he's not the guy that's going to get them get them those wins and keep them competitive. Uh, so, um, you know, Georgia's defense, great, but I I just don't know with uh, you know this Stetson Bennett. Yeah, he's been you know. Carrying the, you know, steering the ship for now, but is he going to be the guy that takes him over the top? Uh, I, I, I tend to think that at some point they're going to get JT Daniels back in there. I, I think they would. I don't think they want to rock the boat in games like this. I think that's the thing. I think they, I, you know, re, you want to say this is a really big game, but I just don't think this Florida team is good enough to do this. You mentioned the quarterback situation. I think they've been poorly coached this year yes. too. I think Mullen has coached some well, I think really poor if games. If they were going to make, you know, not do this two team thing, they probably would have already already pulled the trigger. So either he doesn't think Richardson is capable of handling full time duties, he likes the little, you know, yin and yang. Though I don't know if they're really yin and yang because neither of them can throw all that. Well, that's well. the thing is, is you know, Richardson <laughs> comes in, yeah, he provides some explosiveness, but watch him throw the ball and yeah. he'll throw it at their well, feet. See, that's what I think they're uh, uh, why they haven't pulled it because I think see that in practice. somehow he's an even worse thrower than Emory Jones. Emory Jones at least gets the ball elevated. Uh, the other one just spends his time throwing worm burners. Uh, but Richardson has that big body, big play capability, yeah. and I think he runs, uh, you know, Mullen's offense a little more like he likes to run it. Uh, you know, it, it's just hard to sort of see where you get in Florida. Uh, at times they look all right. Uh, the turnovers been an issue, especially in that LSU game. I don't think the defense has been all that great, you know, so far this year. Can Georgia take advantage of it? I don't know. I do lean that fourteen might be a little too well, high. You know, I don't you, like that. We say that, but every every week, yeah. you know, for the past four weeks, Georgia's been getting these huge spreads, and guess what? They've been covering them, yeah, week in and week out. It's just one of those things where you think Georgia's going to have a game here, where you know it sort of comes back to bite them that Stetson Bennett is their quarterback. It's not really an insult to Stetson Bennett. He's just you know. He, he's a college-level game manager. Yeah. He's not even like a pro-level game manager. He's a college-level game manager. He's not really going to hurt you, but he's not going to be able to make big-time dynamic throws. And, you know, he's not really going to be able to have lead an explosive offense. Now, I don't know if it comes back here, but in a game which you'd look ahead to Alabama, mm-hmm. you know, versus uh, if this team got in the playoff versus some of those other teams that have NFL-level players you have to start making sort of NFL-level throws there. I don't know if that's Stetson Bennett's capabilities. And that's where JT Daniels, where, uh, you know, he's a little bit more of a wild card. He can make those, you know, NFL-style throws. Uh, he could also probably throw you four picks and not complete any passes in the game as well, trying to hit, you know, huge plays. So yeah. it's an interesting conundrum. I don't really know what to do with this game. Once again, I'm passing on this one. It... Uh, 
fun week of passing on every uh, big game it is, uh, it seems like. Uh, but that's okay. We've been hot the last couple of weeks, so yeah. we'll stick to our uh, tiny schools and uh, live uh, to fight a different day on these uh, big-time matchups. I think they've adjusted these spreads, too, for these you know big-time matchups. It's just really too hard to handicap things. I think these things hit the number list a little bit right on the head, uh, especially if, like, Georgia gets up. I think Florida does have the capability of sort of backdoor in this if it's, you know, yeah. uh, somewhere in and around that number, and I don't want to be watching Richardson, you know, run eight yards a carry in the fourth quarter as Georgia has backups on trying to not get anybody hurt. All right, let's go to the biggest game in the ACC in 2000 and. 10. <laughs> Florida State Clemson. Uh, boy, has this one uh, fallen yeah. far into the ether. Uh, Clemson 4-3, and three, Florida State 3-4. and four. This is like a 1970s Florida State Clemson matchup. Uh, Clemson, 9.5 point favorites here. Uh, Florida State uh, coming off the, uh, I guess, big win first UMass. Uh, yep. they've, I, I, I will say they've been a little bit Better of late, uh, starting, you know, at Syracuse. They grinded out that win. Uh, they got a win at uh, North Carolina. I, I don't know if that's, you know, you know, looks better on paper than it probably does it in real life. better a lot in our preseason <laughs> specials. Yes. Uh, and, and then, you know, the hammering of the uh, UMass. So is Florida State ready to go into Clemson and win this one? Who's going to be Clemson's quarterback? Uh, is Clemson totally going to go in the tank here? I, you know, that's I, th- I really think you can put this whole game in Clemson's uh, hands here, whether they're going to keep fighting or whether they're just going to turn in for the season. Because, uh, you know, I don't have a play in this game, but I I really eye on those points with Florida State. Uh, I, I wish I'd looked at it a little bit sooner. I think it was up at 11 yes. earlier this week. Uh, but, you know, this Florida State team is also a team that Clemson could come in if they figure some stuff out, they could blow this team out. Yes. Uh, but I just – you know, looking at the trends for this year, you can't take Clemson as nine and a half point favorites over no. anybody, uh, unless they were playing UMass. Yes. <laughs> well, we don't need to say that this week. Uh, there could be some uh, fun picks coming later with a uh, team of Minutemen. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think if you're going to watch this game and you want to make a play, I think Florida State's who you got to roll with. Uh, just just for the spread alone. Yeah, uh, nine and a half. I, I don't see any way you can take Clemson from what we saw last week. Uh, they might be switching quarterbacks. They might not. Uh, my guess is it's some sort of yo-yo system. But, uh, you know, I, I watched a little bit of that backup. I don't know if you watched it because the game was basically, you know, done and dusted at that point. But uh, it, it didn't look like he was really the answer uh, that was going to be ready to take this offense to the next level. Uh, Clemson's best running back uh, is out for this game. Yeah. Uh, you know, that being said, they haven't been able to run that ball all that well. Uh, but uh, you start knocking off guys who have been at least semi-productive for yeah. you and get to ones that have been even less productive on an offense that's been poor. I just see no way to take Clemson. You got a little bit of a fluke thing going on uh, in Week 9. You got your UT San Antonio undefeated against the spread so far this season. And then you got the reverse in Clemson. 
has not covered a game yet this season. So a uh, little quirky, fun gambling action. One team who's not covered all season long. One team who's covered every game so far this season. Uh, so a uh, little bit of a fun little gambling quirk there. Uh, I don't know if this is the one to get them off the schneid. It's probably also a little bit how much you believe this Florida State team has uh, come together. Well, I, I do think they've played a little bit better each and every week. Well, they've there. proven they can put points on yes. the board. And uh, that gives me even more confidence to taking that spread because Clemson has proven they cannot put points on the board. So unless they figure something out and just all of a sudden explode, uh, there's no way they're going to cover this spread. Yeah. I, I think the other thing you have to look at here. I'm talking myself into it more yeah, and more as we talk. I, I, it's, it's definitely in the eye here. <laughs> I didn't write it down because, you know, you got the wobbly hand now and you have to write Florida State in there because every time you put them down, then they throw out that dud. <laughs> it's 45 to 3, and you're yeah. like, why did I take this team? Uh just because Charlie Ward was there in 1992 or something. Uh, but, you know, I, I think the other thing you got to factor in here is I think a lot of these ACC teams now smell blood with Clemson. They yeah. can get that big win. Now, this was something Florida State uh, still sort of has to go through when teams see that it looks like a big win on paper. You, you know, it's not necessarily a big win, you know, anymore to beat Florida State, but it still mm-hmm. looks, you see that name, you associate good football. You see Clemson, you associate good football. So if Florida State has a chance to go in there, get a road win, and it, it might be what sort of starts to kick their program back into, you know, semi-relevance. That's four straight wins over uh, preseason darlings, North Carolina and Clemson. I don't quite know how much that means now because neither of them are preseason darlings. Uh, but anyway, uh, I think you got to go points here. If you're going to do anything in this game, I I don't see any way you take Clemson as a nine-and-a-half-point favorite until they prove they can at least get to 20 points. Yeah. All right. Uh, we mentioned it. Texas Tech, Oklahoma. Uh, Texas Tech fired their coach. Uh, I'm not quite sure why Texas Tech fires their coach in midseason when we all sort of knew it was coming anyway. But, hey, whatever. Get that head start because everybody's dying to <laughs> – Come to Texas Tech here. It's not like they're going to just hire some random offensive coordinator from some school, but uh, whatever, get your head start. I never quite understand that. But uh, Oklahoma, 8-0. I guess they won that game versus Kansas. Do we call that a win? Uh, Down 10-0 at halftime, needing a uh, freak uh, play on fourth down to sort of secure yeah. the victory. Forward progress stopped, uh, maybe, maybe not. What do we make of Oklahoma here? Uh, I, I, what do we make of Texas Tech? Are they going to, you know, start uh, playing better, you know, uh, new coach jump here? or uh, They're just really bad and won't cover this, but uh, I think we all thought Kansas was really bad as well. Well, one thing we've seen from Texas Tech is they're going to score points. Yeah. Uh, but how many are they going to give up? Uh, so Oklahoma, they're looking to get some momentum going offensively. This may be one they, they come out and try to put up a lot of points on Texas Tech, their new freshman quarterback. Um, but they really haven't proven that they can get that offense going yet. Uh, and you, you'd think Kansas would be somebody that they could cut their teeth on offensively, and they weren't able to do that. Um, so 19.5 is a little large for me, uh, but I'm not confident either way. Uh, I'm staying away from this one because, you know, we've seen Texas Tech. They scored 35 against Texas, but guess how many they let Texas score? 70. Well, I think that's the thing. Texas Tech has not shown the ability to beat anyone, really, of uh, 
Uh, I, I mean, even of a mid-low level. Uh, yes, they killed Kansas, uh, but that's pretty much what all their wins are. They're Kansas, uh, they're the Florida Compass schools. They just have not, uh, every time they've stepped up even a little bit, uh, they've gotten beat uh, you know, pretty handily. They have found a way to score points. Uh, you know, I did think Oklahoma's offense was starting to find it. Uh, after that TCU games, Caleb Williams looked good, but then it looked awfully similar to everything we'd seen before mm-hmm. uh, last week uh, in that cauldron of the Jayhawks there. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't have a play on this game. I probably wouldn't have enough stones to take Texas Tech uh, here just because their defense is so bad. But uh, I, I certainly wouldn't be in any rush to grab Oklahoma yeah. uh, minus 20 after pretty much what I've seen all season long. Uh, I, I I don't know if this team can somehow manage to go undefeated uh but uh, it, it's starting to look just like uh, that, uh, you know, that Ohio State team that uh, played Miami, I, I think it was 2003, that literally won, like, every game yep. by, like, one point, and uh, including the national championship game. Uh, maybe this is just that kind of team that uh, literally does not look good <laughs> until they're undefeated, and you're like, well, oh, what can you do? They've won all their games, but... Uh, this is just a, a no play here uh, whatsoever uh, yeah. on my side of things. Just curious what kind of Oklahoma we're going to get. Uh, maybe it was just a fluke. They're back on track. They still have all the big teams to play. Yeah. That's the other weird thing on their schedule, Cork. They've still got... Uh... They still have Baylor. They still have Oklahoma State. They still have Iowa State. So they have all three uh, sort of biggies here in the uh, Big 12 to go. And then probably one of those a second time in the Big 12 Mm -hmm. unless they lose, you know, a couple times here, uh, which I I don't find out of the question. All right, uh, Wake Forest, big play last week on you and the Wake. uh, Yeah. uh, You got the win. I needed Uh, every point they scored in that game. You needed all 70 points to get that win. I don't think that's quite how we had that game pegged to go. Uh, But uh, you got the win, 70-56. I don't know about Wake's defense, but that offense is – Certainly highly efficient. Uh, I, I think they had the ball for like 10 minutes and scored yep. 70 points. So uh, Wake uh, playing Duke here, 16 and a half, 7 and 0. Oh. I put this game on here more so at, at what point does Wake start to feel this pressure of being undefeated? You know, you have your Bamas, you have your Georgias, you have your Ohio States, all those big time teams. You know, they're used to this situation of pressure gaining each week to stay undefeated. Wake is not quite used to that. I think we saw a little bit of that last week in that Army game. Yes, difficult game, uh, but to give up 56 points to Army, offense was wonderful, but it it starts to make you nervous as they get later and later in the schedule. Wins start piling up. Do they start to get a little shaky, and then does that offense break down? If you have to be so perfect on offense like that, it's a bad sort of sign. Yeah, they were they were great offensively against Army, but uh, couldn't do anything uh, on on the defensive side of the ball, and that's why I think if you're going to make a play here, you've got to take Duke and the points. Uh, now, you know, Wake could win this one, you know, fifty to thirty five. Yeah, uh, which is you know putting it away, but that keeps Duke within that sixteen and a half point window. I, I think Wake's definitely going to get the W here. Um, I don't think they're going to slip up at home against Duke. Um, but, you know, we've seen big teams fall. You know, it's like you said, this is late in the year. It's week nine. Uh, teams start to get a little, you know. Well, I mean, even a team like Iowa. It's hard to get up it, week uh, in, week you out. You know, two yeah. weeks ago in that Purdue matchup, you know, 
yes, Iowa's a solid football team, but they aren't a football team that gets mentioned in, you know, four playoff series. Let's run undefeated. Let's win yeah. the Big Ten championship. Uh, I think that pressure started to get to them a little bit in that Purdue game. Uh, you know, uh, now the pressure's off because they got their loss. That's what I worry about a little bit here with Wake Forest. I don't necessarily worry about them losing to Duke, uh, but I do think that's 16 and a half points. Little big uh, from what I saw defensively uh, from them uh, last week. All right, we're going to a favorite of yours. This doesn't seem like a big game. Yeah. But this is a game to look ahead to the game next week where your UT San Antonio Roadrunners are going into Texas El Paso. Now, UTEP 6 and 1. Yeah. Uh, uh, Much better than I thought they'd be. Yes, they were. UT San Antonio. Undefeated on the year, uh, a conference USA showdown here uh, for these two big ones. But first, UTEP goes to a tough game here in Florida Atlantic. Uh, Eleven point underdogs here. Can UTEP go in there, steal this one, set up the huge matchup uh, for UT San Antonio? Uh, UTEP seven and one <laughs> versus seven and zero. Oh. Uh, I I like the points here with UTEP. Um, now, UTEP six and one. I went back and I started looking at their schedule. You don't want to do that. Uh, <laughs> they haven't really beat a whole lot of people this year. Um, it's it hasn't really been anything impressive. Mm-hmm. I think um, uh, probably Old Dominion's one of their best wins this year. Yeah, <laughs> I, I maybe Louisiana Tech, but, depending but, on. <laughs> but you go look at Florida Atlantic. They've been tested a little bit more. They've yes. played Florida International. They played Air Force. They played UAB. Even Charlotte's a better team uh, than pretty much anyone on else that UTEP's played this year. So I think UTEP's got that going against them a little bit that they haven't been in those challenging games. Um, so I I want to take the money line here, uh, but I can't talk myself into that. I'm going to take the safe play, and I think I'm going to take UTEP in the points. Yeah, I, I think the points play is here because I think UTEP has gained confidence. Uh, the only, you know, sort of one that makes you nervous is the one loss. They went to Boise State. Uh, they got housed pretty good in that game. Yeah. Now, you know, Florida Atlantic is not quite on that level. Uh, but this is easily uh, the biggest step up they've made uh, from their wins. You mentioned it. Uh, Old Dominion might be their best one. Maybe New Mexico, possibly Louisiana Tech, though I think Louisiana Tech is on like a five-game losing yep. streak right now. So, you know, the wins haven't been there. I, I think it's just more of a, a fun because I want that UT San Antonio UTEP, yeah. you know, big showdown uh, next week uh, as a 7-1, and 7-0 and uh, collide head-to-head for the Conference USA. I do think Florida Atlantic's a better team here. You mentioned it, maybe the money line's intriguing, uh, but uh, I'd like a little bit more value there. Yeah, that's. I think that's the problem. Plus three fifty. I, I think this would have to hit the five range for me really to want to grab it, uh, just because UTEP was so poor going into Boise State. It'll be difficult to go into Florida Atlantic and win. Now that being said, Florida Atlantic has been a, a little Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, yeah. You know they can play really really well like they did last week for Charlotte, and uh, they've thrown a couple duds out there where they have looked awful so uh interesting game i know it shouldn't be on most people's game of the week but it's certainly on these ours. are the kind of games that get, that get us excited <laughs> yes i know uh, i'm already looking michigan at- <laughs> michigan state yeah, give me utep florida atlantic well i'm already looking ahead to the schedule and i'm like oh utep ut san antonio showdown conference usa next week uh undefeated conference teams uh but uh this one's 
ducking the way, and I yeah. was like, eh. but oh well. Ooh, Next another up, good one. Now we get into a big one. Uh, this is an old school uh, yes, sort of Southwest Conference showdown, and they're both in old school style. Southern Methodist, seven and zero. Houston Cougars, a quiet six and one after yeah, they the, dropped that opening week. The disturbing loss to uh, <laughs> San Texas Tech. Oh, which probably sort of puts you on what level Houston is at. Granted, since then uh, they've been. Uh, solid, I will say. Now the competition yeah. has dropped off significantly from uh, Texas Tech, which is probably saying something. Uh, but Smoo goes in there as a one-point underdog. I'm curious which side of the you know, line you're taking on this one. Uh, I'd have to go Southern Methodist. Um, just because I can't trust Tolgerson with yes. a, a favorites. Uh, he's just proven time and time again that I can't trust him. And every time I try to trust him again and take him, I get burned. So I'd, I'd take SMU here. Yeah, I, I'm leaning SMU here. I didn't put it in my picks. I didn't either. Uh, I do still have the uh, Houston Cougars as the American Conference champions. Uh, bet sitting there. What did so. you have that at? A plus like twenty five hundred or something like that? It, it's a lot. I it know. Was, it was a good bit. because it's been staring at me in my uh, pending bets for uh, four months now, and I'm starting to get uh, a little angsty about it sitting there. Uh, this is a big one for that. But this is a big one for that. Uh, if we can get this one, that probably means at least we can get into that conference championship game uh, result to uh, Cincinnati or not. Uh, that being said, uh, I hate Houston. I dislike Dana Holgerson by a whole lot. I like SMU, and I really like Sunny Dykes. Uh, so, you know, my my affiliations are a little tied here. Large money sitting in this hand. Uh, would like to see Southern Methodist route Houston and in the Dana Holgerson era uh, sitting in this hand here. But uh, I think SMU's uh, the better team here. You know, we mentioned it. Houston's just gone through, uh, you know, weak, weak teams. Uh, the Grambling win, Navy, Tulsa, Tulane. ECU, and even a handful of those are close. You mentioned the ECU game last week, 31-24. You know, SMU has also played a pretty light schedule, but they have that nice win over TCU. Uh, You know, they went and beat South Florida pretty good. They beat up on Tulane. So I just think SMU's a little bit better here. I like that plus one, uh, but I will say, I'm half biased because I have a, a large bet that's uh, pending yeah. <laughs> for Houston uh, to win a title. So uh, I guess I win either way. Either Smoo wins or I, I get a nice little bonus. Uh, not that I think Houston can beat Cincinnati. Uh, but once I'm there, then I can uh, sort of uh, do some makeup betting. All right. Interesting game in the SEC. I, I think this one. I think I'm a little even more intrigued by more than Georgia and Florida. Uh, Kentucky, Mississippi State. Kentucky coming off that loss to Georgia. Do sit at 6-1. and one. Mississippi State coming off a thrashing at Vanderbilt. Uh, funny enough, Mississippi State getting one and a half here. I will say, I was a little shocked that Mississippi State at home, one and a yeah. half. Uh, you know, Mississippi State's played a much much harder schedule. Yeah. I I think if you flip this and gave Mississippi State's Kentucky schedule, they'd probably be six and one. I don't know if Kentucky would be four and three if they played Mississippi State's schedule. That probably hints where I'm going with my pick yeah. on this one. I'm curious where you're going with. Yeah, that. I'm right with you there. Uh, I think 
honestly, one of the biggest factors in this one is it's in Starkville. Yes. Uh, I think people uh, take for granted how, how big of a home field advantage the Bulldogs have there uh, with the Cowbell, and it's just a you know with some crazy fans there. They're very loyal no matter how good that team is. They're there. They fill it up. And uh, and Kentucky's really struggling offensively, uh, and I, I, I think the, the crazy pirate coach there is going to draw up some good plays. Uh, Mississippi State's going to be able to move the ball, and, and I, I think they're going to knock off Kentucky here. Yeah, I definitely – think just Mississippi State defensively be able to shut down Kentucky. You saw how much Kentucky struggled uh, versus Georgia in that game. Yes, yeah. they did get that uh, fun touchdown with, you know, a minute to go to cover that spread. How joyous. Uh, but uh, Georgia was basically pulling people out of the stands to stand out there as uh, cones on defense for that, you know, score at the end. So that game looked a little bit more uh, tighter than it actually was. Yep. And I think Mississippi State's defense has shown. It's really, really mm-hmm. good. High-level, uh, you know, SEC defense. So I wonder if Kentucky could score. You flip things over. Can Kentucky's defense sort of handle the Mississippi State short passing game? I don't know if they can. I think Mississippi State will be able to, you know, put enough points on them to separate themselves from Kentucky here. Uh, so I really, really like Mississippi State. You're missing it. 7 o'clock game in Starkville. That uh, would be a, a very interesting Kentucky win. I, I think I'd give them a lot more respect if they went into Starkville oh, yeah. and won that uh, than what I've seen so far, where it's sort of been tight games uh, versus the uh, SEC East uh, uh, downtrodden. Uh, you know, uh, so well, I think this is a big, big, uh, you know, one where you know the f- the fourth or fifth best team in the West yes. is better than the second best team in the East. Yeah, definitely, and so. I think that's going to uh, come true. Yeah, I mean, you you saw it uh, a little bit last week, Tennessee versus Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you know you you'll probably see it this week, Kentucky versus Mississippi State, and, and then it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, next week, uh, Kentucky uh, versus Tennessee. Mm-hmm. She should be. You know, I, I guess that would be the true showdown. Uh, you know, for probably second place in that SEC East. Uh, Third, Florida. Yeah, but, but I'm Florida's assuming, about to get there. Yeah, that's what I'm loss. assuming Florida's going to take another L this week. So I, I think, you know, Kentucky, Tennessee, probably the showdown for two in the East. Now, that, that's a that's a big gap there from uh, Georgia to Kentucky, uh, yeah. Tennessee. Well, like, it's like you said, you go, you go Georgia, <laughs> Alabama, well, you go Georgia, and then you go about five teams in the West, yes, and then <laughs> then whoever sort of randomly is hot uh, that weekend. Yeah. Uh, but uh, really like Mississippi State here. I, I was a little curious on this under two. I was a little hot on it because I yeah. don't know. Forty seven seemed a this, little bit high, maybe. I think this play around 40, honestly. Yeah, I, I see like 24, 14, 21, 17 that's in that range. I, I think, you know, Kentucky will try to control the ball, uh, mm-hmm. you know, on the ground, keep Mississippi State off the field. Mississippi State's going to hit little chunk five-yard passes at a time. That clock's just going to chew up. 47, I, I think, will be very, very difficult uh, to get to uh, on either side uh, here. So uh, the unders, I think, a little bit in play on this one as well. All right, uh, Old Miss goes to Auburn. Auburn, two-and-a-half-point favorites here. Uh, Old Miss kept rolling uh, versus LSU. Uh, LSU did not uh, win one for Big Ed there. Uh, looked as bad as uh, they pretty much have all season long except for the uh, Florida game. Uh, but, you know, Auburn starting to get, I guess, a little mojo. Uh, Bo Nix has played three good football games in yeah. his college football career, all in the last four weeks of uh, of play. So uh, what do you make of this one? I, 
I guess I like Auburn a little bit, but I'm a little bit torn here. Well, you know, Ole Miss is a higher-ranked team. They're yes, the top, I team, know. Ten, top 10 team and uh, getting points, but it is on the road. Uh, I just – Ole Miss defense yes. is, is pretty rough. Uh, but then, you know, Auburn, what are they going to do offensively? I think this is going to be a back-and-forth game. I think this is going to be the shootout that we expected Ole Miss-Bama to be. Yes. Uh, so I I think this is one where the over under may be a little low. Yeah. Uh, I think this is gonna. Yeah, be, I think they've gotten burned on the old Miss, you know, getting eighties, and yeah, then now they've put it a little bit more in, in line. So I do think that over I, might be a, a play here for sure. I think old Miss defense is gonna make you know continue to make Bonix look good like he has previous weeks. I think he'll be able to throw it all over them, uh, but but don't count out their offense either. So I look for a high scoring back and forth game, but. It, too close, too small to spread for merely me to make a play. I think, if anything here, I'm taking the over. I think my lean on Auburn uh, had to do with that Tennessee game where I, I thought they sort of struggled mm-hmm. uh, going into Tennessee. It was a you know, hyped atmosphere, a lot of crowd noise. I think it'll be the same in Jordan-Hare at 7 o'clock at night. So, you know, I, there are a lot of these teams, you mentioned it here in the SEC West, sort of battling. Uh, to get to that spot right underneath Alabama uh, here, especially with Bama already having one conference loss. So, you know, I I think they're all really putting a lot of energy in this uh, game here. Auburn's only got the one That's what I mean. Only has a one conference loss with Alabama still to play. Now, you know, I I think we both don't think that'll (laughs) be much of a game, but it's still there on the slate well, if they run through it. How much hype if they win tonight? Exactly. Or Saturday. Yeah, that it just builds if yeah. they keep winning uh, here. So, you know, I, I lean a little bit Auburn just because I was not overly impressed with how Ole Miss played on the road in Tennessee coming into the same atmosphere. Yeah. I, I wonder if they'll have the same sort of, uh, you know, struggles there. All right, uh, UNC Notre Dame here. Interesting game. Uh, UNC, uh disappointing all season long. Yeah. Uh, Notre Dame, I don't think disappointing, but uh, I don't think we're ever in love with the team. Good win last week mm-hmm. versus USC. Uh, we both had a nice bet on that one with yep. a W. Uh, but UNC goes to Notre Dame. Three and a half point dogs for UNC. How do you see this game play? I think this one, you know, I haven't picked it yet. This one may end up on my picks on Saturday mm-hmm. as well. I think uh, this could play out very similar to the Notre Dame-USC game. Mm-hmm. I think Notre Dame's going to come out. They're going to the ga- control the game with their run game and uh, and defense, and UNC really hasn't gotten up for any of their big games this year. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, North Carolina. Sorry, mm-hmm. UNC. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I, I like Notre Dame here. Yeah, I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball in here. I think this is where I like UNC. Underdog, no expectations. Everybody has quit on them. So uh, going into Notre Dame, plus three and a half. Maybe they have a little life here. Uh, Also, uh, by the first quarter, I could be entirely disappointed in hating myself uh, for taking this UNC team, which I pretty much bashed uh, since uh, week one. Uh, But I think... This is a better spot for them when they're just sitting there underdogs, nothing to play for. They can just sort of do whatever. I'm curious to see how Notre Dame's uh, defense sticks up uh, versus offense. And I, I'm curious to see if Notre Dame's offense can get going. It found itself in that USC game. But, uh, you know, I, I'll tell you this much. I, I was looking at the Arizona-USC game, 
and uh, I was beginning to have thoughts in my head that U- USC might drop that one as yeah. bad as they've been playing. Uh, it didn't make the list, but it certainly might come up, certainly in parlays. And uh, I-, I don't know if I'm quite going to move it to upset special, but uh, the way USC has looked, oh yeah, I, I mean, they're just totally dead. Uh, so I don't know how much credence I give to that Notre Dame win. Yeah, it was a rivalry game, but that thing was bust from the word go uh, pretty much. So little curveball. Uh, UNC here, plus three and a half. I'm a lean, but uh, I, I also will not be stunned if this ends up with them, you know, losing like they did versus Florida State and such. Uh, next up, Louisville, the NC State uh, Wolfpack. The uh, Wolfpack uh, went Wolfpackian and uh, went down to Miami, sort of uh, screwed over their chance for uh, ACC yep. glory here. Uh, Louisville. One of my misses last week. Yeah, I know. Uh, don't trust the Wolfpack. Oh, I, I think it's more don't trust Dave Doreen uh, when he has to win uh, any important style games. But uh, Louisville, uh, you know, Win over BC. I mentioned I'm starting to like this team. I think they can go in there, play a tight game versus NC State. You uh, think NC State, much better home team. We'll yeah. cruise in this one, especially now. Pressure's uh, once again relieved after uh, the loss to Miami. Yeah, this is this is one of those teams where you watch them, and they're completely different at home. Uh, they, they've really dominated uh, at home this year, and uh, I don't trust this Louisville offense. I still think they're a little little too hot and cold to go in and get a big road win. Uh, I don't have a pick in this one, but if I did, I would have to ride the Wolfpack once again. Yeah, this is once again. I'm just going with a feel that Louisville's going to you know, break off a handful of these wins and that uh, next season when we do our preseason previews, uh, we're, we're going to be Louisville. Over nine and a half wins, and we're going to be like, well, you know, it, it was pretty bad up until the last six weeks of the season when they just started rolling through bad ACC teams. But, uh, you know, I, I just think, you know, that's – I put a lot of credence in Scott Satterfield. I think he's mm-hmm. a really, really good football yeah. coach. And I think he can just take advantage of, of these, you know, teams that are all sort of – Poorly coached and just poorly disciplined. You, you saw that last week with NC State. Uh, do they win? I don't know if they win, but that's six and a half. Uh, I just think they can stay in there, and, and we get a little bit of a shootout here in that game. Next up, uh, the luster buster, Penn State. Uh, losing to Illinois last week. Uh, sort of blew this game up. Uh, Ohio State now 18 and a half point favorites here. A lot of love going on the Ohio State side. Uh, they're back in the uh, playoff mix uh, somehow uh, because they've been beating up uh, the worst of the Big Ten. Yep. Um, I guess this is still a big matchup. 18 and a half points seemed a little big for me, but uh, a lot of pundits loving Ohio State think they're rolling this one. What do you think? Yeah, I think... <sighs> If I had to make a play, I'd probably take Ohio State here as well, just from the way they've been rolling and, you know, just watch Penn State and their lack of ability to score last week against Illinois. Uh, just couldn't do anything. Uh, and Ohio State's pretty much been doing anything they want all year since that Oregon game. Um, so I'd, I'd have to put my trust in Ohio State and the points, but I'm not going to make a play in this one. Yeah, it's interesting here because, you know, the Penn State quarterback played. He did not look healthy. Yeah, I think they kind of rushed that a little bit. <laughs> But then they, you know, per, you know, James Franklin, who I always question, then came out and said he's 70% better than he was on su- or Saturday last week. Uh, if that's the case, then why was he playing at 30% on uh, Saturday? Uh, so I-, I wonder 
how much he really is healed. If he's healed, I, I think this becomes a little bit, uh, you know, closer of a game. I do trust in that uh, Penn State defense that can slow this Ohio State uh, Buckeyes offense down a little bit. Uh, you saw Oregon's defense do that. Penn State is yeah. similarly as talented. Um you flip things over, though, you have to be able to score on that Ohio State Buckeyes offense. If the quarterback's not right, they aren't going to be able to do it. But they might be able to control the game a little bit with their running game. I think that I'd probably lean to the 18-and-a-half, uh, but without knowing the full you know range of the quarterback's health uh, and just how much these guys really want to still play for James Franklin. We mentioned it. You know, he's getting thrown around in all sorts of coaching rumors. And honestly, I don't know how many of these players actually like him. Uh, so I have no play in this. I'd lean the 18 and a half, but uh, I just would probably stay away from this yeah. game right now. All right, next up, UCLA, Utah. UCLA coming off a tough uh, defeat to Oregon. Yeah. Oregon continues uh, to move on through that uh, Pac-12. Uh, Utah, Utah. Uh, did the thing we thought they'd well, I thought they'd do. You probably thought they'd do it, but uh, yeah, yeah, they waited for me to pick them. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think you could resist it because the spread was so low. But I think you probably knew better the whole time. Uh, and then the game played out pretty much exactly how yeah. those sort of games play out. Uh, but this is pretty much uh, to really take control of the mm-hmm. uh, Pac-12 South here. UCLA goes to Utah. Little surprise, this spread is as big as it is. Oh yeah, six and a half. Uh, but I really don't know which way to play this because, you know, we, we talked about it, UCLA schedule. I mean, this is coming off the game last week uh, versus Oregon. Now they go off a tough defensive game, go into Utah, play another tough physical defensive team. Do they just have the uh, bodies and fitness to continue to play uh, through these big, tough uh, matchups in Utah? Uh, you know, after that tough loss to Oregon State, can they bounce back and uh, get it together a little bit here? Yeah, I, I... – you know, I was on the fence a little bit when it was UCLA plus four and a half when yeah. I first saw it. But when they got it moved up a couple points and up to the six and a half, I just like UCLA here. I think this is going to be a close, hard-fought, back-and-forth game. I'm going to take the six and a half for sure. Yeah, I, I think you said it. Uh, I think the play is probably UCLA plus the six and a half. Uh, I think Utah wins the game. So, you know, I think this is a tough, close mm-hmm. game. So I think you have to take points here. Both teams are going to try to run the ball. That 60-and-a-half seems a little bit high to me uh, as well because uh, I, I think this will be a slow-tempo game, yeah. even with Chip Kelly. I know you think Chip Kelly fast-paced, but if you look at UCLA's pace numbers, uh, they're middle to low tier uh, yeah. pace-wise. This I've, isn't that kind of team. I've had them a couple games this year where I had them on some overs at about 52, yeah. 53, and those barely yeah. hit. So 16 and a half is a little high, especially against the Stinsy Utah yeah. defense on the road. The only thing I could say here, both teams defensively tend to make plays, so maybe the shaky quarterbacks mm-hmm. at both ends maybe create some turnovers. Maybe in overtime. Yeah, bloat that score. Also, you know, we both think this game will be close. You might get the overtime and get busted on that, but 60 and a half seemed pretty big uh, to me in this type of game. I'd lean Utah to win, UCLA to cover this one. I think you have to take the six and a half yeah. in this one, uh, just because actually, uh, man for man, I think UCLA has the better players. I don't know if they're capable of going into Utah and winning, though. Tough place to go in there and win, especially coming off you know a bunch of high-end games that UCLA has played in a row here. Next up, Virginia, BYU. 
Yes, this is odd. Uh, yeah, where did they come up with this one? I don't know if this is rescheduled from last year's COVID uh, makeup game, uh, but I don't know why Virginia at six and two agrees to go to BYU in week nine. In week nine, in the middle of their conference at ten you know, p.m. Battle, their time, at ten fifteen their time, uh, BYU two and a half point spread. Uh, you know, I, I really like Virginia. Uh, this year, but uh, I think you got to play BYU on this one on the two and a half. Uh, that just seems like a very, very awkward uh, road game to take in the middle of. Your yeah, season. I'm I'm staying very far away from this one, but this this says trap against Virginia all over, and uh, and and BYU is a solid team, yes. and uh, and Virginia's while they're six and two as well. I don't think they've been looked as impressive, um, so. I probably have to lean BYU here if I was going to make a play, but I'm I'm just going to enjoy it and see how it falls. Yeah, I, I'm curious to watch this game. I just am wondering who the hell schedules your team in this. Uh, this is something uh, you're said UTEP uh, should probably do. Yeah. Uh, not Virginia, who's still, you know, they aren't out of the ACC race, uh, especially, you know, as some of these ACC teams are going to play each other down the stretch, you know, and there could be a bloodbath there. So, yeah, it doesn't affect that, but, you know, just another loss hurts mm-hmm. your sort of confidence and momentum, especially as they started gaining it back in the last couple of weeks as they've gotten some, you know, solid wins. Uh, just weird, weird game, but uh, I guess it benefits us because <laughs> it should be an entertaining one to watch. Probably the one I'm looking forward to most here. Then, speaking of entertaining ones to watch, our Mountain West man here, we had Fresno State, Nevada last week. Fresno State just edged out Yep, Nevada. Uh, you know, uh, take away that uh, disturbing loss in Hawaii, and Fresno State has pretty decent control of the uh, Mountain West here, but uh, that one sits there. Uh, they probably want that one back. Uh, maybe too many Mai Tais, maybe too much beach action. I don't know. <laughs> they lose to Hawaii. I don't know. But Fresno State goes to San Diego State. San Diego State coming off a nice win at Air Force uh, last week. A lot of people had that Air Force play. Uh, San Diego State went in there, shut the Air Force uh, option down, uh, was able to run it down their throats. Uh, One-point favorite at home here. How do you play this one out? As much as it pains me, uh, I'm leaning San Diego State here. I think uh, their consistency, you know, they've they've won all every game they've should. Yeah, they've had some close ones, but they took care of business. Fresno and their close ones, they haven't quite pulled them all off, uh, except for maybe this Nevada one last week. Uh, but San Diego State State has a really good defense, and uh, you know, I don't read too much into the home away here. No, uh, especially not at a one point game. But I'm I'm going to stay away. I'm not going to make a play. But if I were, uh, I, I like the Aztecs here. Yeah, it's interesting here. You you mentioned it. I don't know how much home field advantage they're playing in the old uh, Chargers stadium here. Uh, I I probably lean a little bit San Diego State. My worry here is Fresno State's passing offense is able to score, you know, a handful amount of points here that San Diego State can't get to. You know, San Diego State is in all these games, uh, but they're all close, tight games. If Fresno State gets up on them. I worry that San Diego State can't get back into it because they can't throw it all. I mean, you look at their box scores. Their quarterback basically does nothing uh, mm-hmm. each and every game. Their defense is amazing. The run game is very solid. I just worry that Fresno State's offense will be able to get uh, some points on them. Uh, and then you wonder how San Diego State comes back. So 
I probably would take Fresno State, uh, but my mind is telling me the San Diego State team has bullied everyone they've played so far. Why wouldn't they bully Fresno State, who the last couple weeks have gotten a little bit pushed around? They got pushed around in that San Jose State game. Funny enough, they got pushed around in that UNLV mm-hmm. game. They got pushed around in that Hawaii game. So why are you taking those three, you know, lower tier Mountain West teams and then having them go to one of those teams that's essentially on steroids who can bully them all over the place? Uh, so, you know, I think Fresno, but my heart says you better play San Diego State because I think they're a little bit for real here. Uh, we'll see if they can keep doing it. So uh, interesting uh, matchup, certainly in the Mountain West. A couple other good matchups in the Mountain West this week as well. Yeah. All right, so those are our week nine games of the week. Are you ready to get into our picks? We had a good week eight. Uh, yeah, I was seven and two. You were seven and three. So uh, a big uh, week eight for us. Uh, I sit at fifty three forty eight and two on the season. You sit at fifty three fifty three and uh, two on the season. Uh, both pretty solid. We'll see if we can extend it this week. Yeah. I mentioned uh, I was not in love with a lot of picks. So. Uh, we might have a bad week here. I went scattercun and just threw everything in my research that I sort of liked and uh, hope I sort of hit a handful yeah. of these. So uh, let's start out with me. I'm going UMass plus 36 and a half uh, versus Liberty. Is here. that more on UMass or just a distrust of Liberty? There? That's a distrust of Liberty. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've looked a lot. UMass worse has looked uh, atrocious uh, <laughs> pretty much since their UConn win, uh, especially that game last week for Florida State. But uh, I don't know where this is coming from. Liberty, uh, two weeks ago, they were losing to UL Monroe. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I. I, I UL Monroe is probably better than UMass, but uh, I'm not sure they're that much better than UMass. Uh, so I think Liberty can't uh, cover that 36.5 point spread. You also look ahead to next week. Uh, Hugh Freeze, Old Miss, the yeah. return. So I wonder if there's a little bit of a peek ahead there uh, for that game. So I think 36.5 is too much, uh, though I'm, I'm pretty much prepared to look at a 48-3 uh, box score at uh, about two on this one. So uh, what do you got? All right, well, uh, we talked about this one. I'm going to take UCLA plus the six and a half at Utah. Oh, my. Going the Bruins style. Next up for me, another barn burner of a game here. Rutgers, Illinois. Illinois coming off the big win versus Penn State. I'm taking the other side. I like Rutgers minus the one and a half. I had this one in my slate. I ended up taking it off uh, before the show. Uh, I was actually going Illinois, but uh, I talked myself out of it. Well, I think this plays a lot like Illinois' win versus Nebraska. They come off that big win, then they come home. UT San Antonio comes in there, crushes them. I don't think Rutgers is going to crush (laughs) them. Uh, But I do think, uh, you know, Penn State had plenty. Plenty of opportunities uh, to blow Illinois out. I I think that sort of just went Illinois' way. I think Rutgers can go in there uh, and beat up this team. Certainly uh, will hold them on the uh, offensive side of the ball. It's Can they get enough points here? But I I like the one and a half by Rutgers. Uh, My second pick, I'm going to take Stanford minus the two and a half at home against Washington. I think this is a no-brainer. Well, guess what? I got Stanford on my list uh, minus the two and a half uh, versus Washington as well. Uh, Washington... uh, Barely, barely etching by Arizona last week uh, on Friday. I think them going into Stanford, they'll really struggle. Uh, they struggled all season long. I, I think generous line here for Stanford, even though they've had their problems. All right, next up for me, Iowa plus the three and a half 
versus Wisconsin. I just think Iowa's the better football team. I don't know if Wisconsin will be able to play the way the way they played versus Purdue and basically take the quarterback out of the equation overall. Mm-hmm. I like this Iowa team to bounce back off a bye here. At plus yeah, I've got that one as well. So that's my next pick. I've also like Iowa plus the three and a half. All right, I'll go next. Utah State minus five and a half versus Hawaii. I liked Utah State last week on the Friday versus Colorado State. I, I think this team is better than people think. Uh, they're mm-hmm. like fourth in pace uh, overall, if you look at them. And Hawaii coming there, it's not going to be freezing cold, uh, but it is going to be like 50, 40 degrees. Uh It was 80 degrees in Hawaii today. So uh, when you go from 80 to 50, it's a bit of a jump. Mountain air up there. I just like this Utah State team minus half. I don't think they've gotten their respect. Uh, You know, they deserve – they have a win over Washington State, and we were, uh, you know, hyping up Washington State just two weeks ago before their coach left, and that's when they had their coach. So, you know, I think Utah State's a little better than people think here. All right, uh, next up, I'm going to take uh, Syracuse, minus five and a half at home against uh, Boston College. I think, you know, Boston College was hot early in this year. They've kind of fallen off the rails here. I think they've lost all their momentum, and I'm going to take a feisty Syracuse team at home. You know what I like? I've turned you into an orange man. You you were hating on them at the beginning of the year, and now you're taking them as six-point favorites. Uh, so uh, I have done some things right this year. <laughs> All right, uh, next up for me, I'm going to the well of death once again. Northwestern plus eight uh, versus Ooh. Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm so in love with this Northwestern team, especially since I think I took against them every week for the first four. And now the last three I've taken for them, and they have not covered except for the week I did not take them. Uh, but both these teams are like uh, dead last in mm-hmm. pace, other than the uh, you know aforementioned uh, you know military academy option teams uh, and even Minnesota falls in between some of those. Uh, same with Northwestern. So eight points in a game where two teams are in no hurry uh, to have their offenses do anything, I think is a little much. Uh, we'll see if uh, Northwestern can come through. I think if I can just get them once, uh, then I will not take them the rest of the year. So just give me is this one. the fourth try? I think this is the fourth try. I, I think I went... 4-0 and going against them to start this season. Uh, then I got on my train that they were going to be good, took against, took for them, and then I skipped that game. Uh, who was it first? Uh, maybe Indiana. Was it Indiana? I don't remember who, but then they won that one, and then I got back on the train, and they disappointed us. So Northwestern plus eight for me. Well, next up, another team that you've talked me into loving. I'm going to take Oregon State minus one and a half at Cal. Uh, I just, you know, this Oregon State team uh, looked really good at home, um, and I, I I would like this a lot more if this was at Oregon State, but I, I still think they're a much better team than Cal, who's gotten a little bit worse and worse week to week. Yeah, uh, we're both on this train, which uh, means uh, Oregon State is going to horribly disappoint us, but I'm riding Oregon State too, minus the one and a half here, uh, versus California. Really like this matchup. Uh, I think Oregon State and uh, Oregon... Uh, play into the year. I'm a little bit excited for the Civil War there. I yeah. don't know if we're allowed to call it that either, but uh, 
that was always one of my favorite games, uh, especially in that uh, late 90s, mid-2000s when Dennis Erickson was there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had said Jonathan Smith and Derek Anderson and TJ Hoosh, Steven Jackson, <laughs> Ken Simington. I probably can go on and on, Quez Rogers and his brother James Rogers. Uh, but uh, I- I'm really looking forward to that game at the end of the year. But I also got Oregon State um, versus Cal. Okay, uh, next up, I'm going to take Kansas State at home, minus three versus TCU. Uh, I like Kansas State at home. I like them in this, uh, what's become a rivalry between them and TCU, the team, the the teams in purple uh, going against each other. But I, I like Kansas State, minus the three. All right, next up for me, Mississippi State plus the one and a half versus mm-hmm. Kentucky. We already discussed this game. Really, really like Mississippi State yeah, here. I also have Mississippi State plus one and a half versus Kentucky. So that's another one we might uh Go down with a singing ship well, together. We're, we're on the same track this week. Next yep. up for me, I doubt you have this one. I'm riding the Auburn minus two just because I talked about, I think I'll miss my struggle on the road here. I didn't like the way they played in that Tennessee game. I squeaked by with my big bet. Uh, thank goodness for Joe Milton and uh, his uh, uh, non-clock awareness or game awareness or both. Uh, but uh, Auburn minus two for me versus Ole Miss. Yeah, uh, so next up for me, I'm going to take – Big, heavy favorites, and I actually got, you know, this is, I got hurt for taking the line mm-hmm. line on Monday that you've talked, uh, told me about many times. Uh, I'm going to take Pittsburgh, minus 11 and a half at home versus Miami. Big, big favorites there. All right, uh, next up for me, UNC, plus the three and a half versus Notre Dame. Uh, really, really like that one. Uh, Throw in the curveball. Think this is where UNC and Mac Brown love to be. Uh, no expectations. Next up for me, I'm going to take Boise State uh, on the road at Colorado State. Only minus two and a half. I think uh, I think that's a little bit uh, generous to Boise State here. This Colorado State teams they've been solid, but they they tend to fall when they come into the big games. All right, next up for me, I mentioned it. I'm riding Louisville uh, to the end of the season or till they break my heart. Louisville plus a six and a half. Versus NC State for me. What do you got next? Uh, this next one is my last one. I'm going to take UTEP plus the 12 at Florida Atlantic. I like the points here. All right. I'm closing out to West Virginia plus the 7 versus Iowa State. Tough place to go. Iowa State, big game next week versus Texas. Uh, I don't think they're capable of covering that 7-point spread. Really like West Virginia plus the 7 on this one. All right. Be sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss any of our shows. This was show number 100 for football time. Oh, wow. Pretty impressive. Huh? Anniversary. Yes. 100th episode. Be sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss any of those 100 episodes. Probably 100 more coming. Tomorrow we'll be here with Achilles Rain doing our NFL picks and previews. You got Winning Daily coming every day pretty much. You got our NBA coverage coming once a week. We'll probably throw out some soccer coverage in there as well. And coming soon. We're going to start our college basketball preview for the season. Uh, Handles McGee over here uh, (laughs) is ready to go. Start driving dish. as, uh, As the wheel turns, we get into December. Dynamite David leaves the college football scene, turns into the college basketball expert. So, uh, You'll want to get all that action, like, and subscribe. That's our show, and we're out. Green Lake Network presents Football Time.